0: Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of What the Heck is Crypto? I'm your host, Steven Cesaro. Today is February 16th, 2023. As I record this, Ethereum has broken once again above 1700 Bitcoin sniffed $25,000 this morning. If you haven't been paying attention, we had a huge move this week. Ethereum moved very significantly along with the rest of the crypto market. Yesterday had a massive, massive green candle. Felt really, really good to see price movement. Uh, we went from fourteen sixty all the way up to uh, seventeen forty five in just a matter of a couple of days. All this while stocks have basically traded sideways. So you're seeing a lot of relative strength in the crypto markets right now, and it it it, it feels really good. It feels really good uh, from a technical perspective. If you look at BTC and and, in ETH, uh, but especially BTC against uh, the S&P 500. It, It looks like we are actually breaking out and we are now in a bull market versus stocks. So this is really big to me. It means that even if this year is kind of a bad year for stocks, but it's not too bad. Maybe we sort of are trading sideways, range bound slightly down. I still think crypto can actually outperform now. So, uh, congrats to those of you who are who are uh, invested in the market and seeing some nice gains. We've been talking about this since uh, since January. Uh, the the liquidity conditions this year have been really positive. Crypto uh, was was really uh, selling off so hard into the end of last year that we're seeing a lot of a uh, mean reversion. I think coupled with uh, you know return to some Goldilocks type conditions. I don't think those are going to persist all year. I've been pretty Clear about this thesis for a few months. We are in the middle, I think, of the uh, echo bubble, if you want to call that a uh, mini uh, bubble, to pair with the uh, the bubble that took place in in 2021. But I do think that this move has a lot of legs. I I, I added uh, quite a bit to my positions on the pullback uh, that we got sub 1500 dollars on Ethereum last week. Was uh was tweeting about that a little bit. Uh, kind of funny market psychology and how it works. You know, uh, people were just dying to get involved, uh, dying to buy some coins as we were ripping up uh, from January. And then as soon as we got the first uh, scary pullback, which I would argue wasn't even that scary. I mean, if you look at this pullback now on the Bitcoin chart, I mean, you just see a very basic uh, pullback into just very basic price support. And then we resume upward. But a lot of people... Didn't buy that. So uh, if, if you're the type of person who reacts this way, if you typically are always wanting to buy when price goes up and then you get scared to pull the trigger when price goes down, um, maybe take a step back and think about that. Maybe formulate a plan ahead of time and stick to that plan. I had a thesis going into the year. I had a plan to add uh, when we were ripping. I was patient. I added and it has played out nicely so far. Doesn't always work that way. I've certainly gotten wrecked many times, but this time it definitely uh, definitely was a good thing for me. Anyway, biggest story in crypto this week, in my opinion, is the Blur airdrop. Blur, a relatively new trading platform in the NFT space, came, uh, came to market last fall and they just released their token yesterday. And that has been an enormous boon to the NFT ecosystem and an enormous boon to Ethereum uh, by proxy. We are burning enormous amounts of ETH now, thanks to ETH2, thanks to all of the gas generated by uh, NFT traders. So thank you guys for that. First off, uh, what the heck is an airdrop? Well, for those of you who don't know, uh, it's a term we use in crypto when protocols basically give you free tokens for using them. And... It sounds too good to be true. I know we're told that there's always a catch. There's no such thing as free money. Turns out there is such a thing as free money in crypto. And <laughs> 2021, like I, I personally received a, a massive amounts of, of, of free tokens that were worth a lot of money. One of the biggest airdrops that year was the, the, the DYDX token, which we've talked about a little bit in previous podcasts. I mean, people received hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars, of free tokens in that airdrop, and it looks like the same has happened recently with Blur. I, I know people who have made tens of thousands of people, pers- uh, tens of thousands of dollars personally. People online um, posting airdrops worth uh, worth over a million. So it's been pretty crazy to see that uh, <laughs> see that take place. Um, wh- what is Blur exactly for those of you who don't know? Well, as I said, it's a uh, it's an NFT marketplace. We have a few marketplaces for NFTs in crypto. Most popular one, OpenSea. Um, some lesser-known ones, such as uh, Looks Rare, X2Y2. Um, but what makes Blur different is that it's it's the first NFT marketplace that is specifically aimed at NFT traders. Marketplaces like OpenSea, although OpenSea has added some features in recent months, uh, they're they're aimed at collectors, the type of people who are buying one or two NFTs at a time. And just kind of mostly concerned with doing, um, you know, non non uh, speculative trading. Even though a lot of you know the vast majority of people who use uh, NFTs and 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 OpenSea are in fact speculating, but Blur is sort of designed to be more of like a like an order book model to similar to what you would see with an exchange like a Coinbase uh, or Binance. You know, in the very early days of, of Coinbase you sort of just uh you wanted to buy bitcoin and you j- you just kind of click the buy bitcoin button and then you get some bitcoin uh and it was a very simplified process uh there were very high fees involved right and as the market matured you saw um more exchanges enter the space that are similar to the exchanges we see in like the traditional markets like um you know in, in stock markets when you when you trade microsoft stock you have an order book there's a whole bunch of people willing to buy at one price a whole bunch of people willing uh to sell at one price and that's how we get price discovery. Uh, well Blur is trying to do the same thing in NFTs. They have a lot of features um that are aimed again at like, you know, more professional traders. It's very easy to to sweep and buy massive amounts of NFTs. You can see like the bid depth on particular collections to see like how, you know, how 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 deep it actually is. Like maybe you don't want to bid and buy collections that have very very thin order books because if price goes down, well We'll, we'll look out um, below. So I think it's a pretty cool concept. I It's no secret that I am really bullish on NFTs in general and uh, what I think they're going to do for the space and for Ethereum especially because it is the main protocol that supports them. I think that we do have to build out a whole lot of infrastructure in order to support what I think is going to someday be a you know multiple trillion dollar industry in NFTs. And we are still in the very... Nascent stages of that right now. I think OpenSea still only has like a few hundred thousand <laughs> active users, um, if I'm not mistaken. So very early days there. But yeah, the the main problems that Blur was seeking to solve, like I mentioned, one one is sort of like the performance issue. The idea of building a UX and an exchange aimed at um, traders versus uh, collectors. Um, the the other thing that not only Blur but other exchanges like X2, Y2 and, and looks rare have, have, have sought out to sort of solve is that the leader in the space OpenC is built with a very Web2 philosophy, right? And what I, when I say Web2, I mean, you know, think Silicon Valley, tech startups, Facebook, uh, Google, right? Apple, they're built more with centralization in mind. They want to be sort of more of a black box. They want to retain... You know, control. There's no OpenSea token, right? It's just equity owned by investors, VCs who were who kind of early. There's no way for you to participate in OpenSea as a as a crypto user. So so X2, Y2, rare and now Blur have kind of come to the table with a more Web3 philosophy. So we're talking about building platforms that are open and transparent and that are community-owned, um, X2Y2 and and LooksRare, um, both have had a token for a little while, and now Blur has come to market with their own uh, token. The last thing that Blur is kind of like aiming at, and this is a, an ongoing battle in the space, a, a battle over royalties. One thing about NFTs is that when you... Uh, sell them. Typically, the creator of the NFT attaches a royalty to it. You may pay two percent, five percent, ten percent, whatever or whatever that sale is, back to the creator. The thing about these royalties, though, is that they're they're actually kind of difficult to in- enforce. And there's been a bit of a battle going because uh, OpenSea is trying to enforce royalties, and these other platforms uh, like LooksRare, like 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 Blur, have kind of come to market and said, ah, oh, the royalties are are, uh, they're, they're optional. And this has created a bit of a cat and mouse game actually between OpenSea uh, and Blur. OpenSea initially sort of banned, you know, their, uh, some of their collections from like listing on Blur in a sort of roundabout way. And then Blur was able to actually get around uh, this ban using like some sort of (laughs) workaround in the OpenSea, in in OpenSea Seaport contract. Uh, And now uh, Blur has actually gone the other way, and they're 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 actually taking it to OpenSea. They're actually offering uh, creators incentives to <laughs> basically only list on Blur and basically ban their collection from OpenSea, which is uh, kind of a crazy move. But I I, I do love uh, the ballsiness of it all. Anyway, though, back to the airdrop. So yesterday, hundreds of millions of dollars of free tokens were just sort of dumped into the uh, whole uh, NFT, the whole crypto ecosystem. And it's been a bit of like a uh, a stimulus package of sorts, I think, because people are running around now with all these tokens and they can buy ETH with it. They could buy uh, coins with it. They could buy NFTs with it. So we're, we're we're seeing a lot of activity in the NFT space right now. Volume has been steadily picking up since last November. And, and it's been pretty it's been pretty good to see. It was a very sad, <laughs> very, very uh, uh, pathetic, lonely, whatever you want to call it, whatever uh, terrible adjective. Uh, 2022 was not good for you um, <laughs> as, a, as an, as an NFT, uh, a NFT investor. I think that we peaked in April of last year around uh, when the, the other side, Bored Ape Yacht Club uh, drop happened. We saw a billion or so in weekly volume on OpenSea at that point, and we then dropped to just fifty million a few months later. For those of you keeping score at home, that is a decline of ninety-five percent uh, that we saw in NFTs. But as a as a trader, as somebody who's been in crypto for a while, when you see a ninety-five percent drop, uh, you may be like, "Oh, oh, that's dead. That's a that's a scam." Um, That just to me looks like things i saw in 2013 uh with bitcoin we saw in 2017 with projects like ethereum i think ethereum dropped 95 96 or maybe even 97 uh, percent in the 2018 bear market so these types of like massive declines um are not all that uncommon in in the crypto space um I think this cycle, we may see that Solana was the 97% that ended up surviving and going on. And I, I think almost certainly NFTs, uh, NFT volume, NFT prices, however you want to measure it, are, it that's going to be the thing that got absolutely, the new the new kid on the block that got absolutely massacred this cycle, but that will likely bounce back next cycle and uh, see you know probably in, in enormous, enormous, enormous gains. But uh, back to the Blur token. We saw kind of like a rapid sell-off when people got their token, but uh, price recovered really quickly and has been actually trending up quite a bit. We saw a 47, I think, percent gain yesterday in the token. It's a really interesting um, token, I think, a, a, to a, as an investor to, to to look at, because one of the problems with the NFT space is like, you may want exposure to the thesis and it's very difficult to get good exposure to NFTs without speculating in NFTs themselves. And as I've said in the past, like I don't really care to do that because it's, it's a super cumbersome process and it takes like a lot of um, mental bandwidth. Um, So I've suggested investing in some infrastructure plays. Like we talked about Matic as a, a decent investment. If you are sort of bullish on NFT uh, infrastructure because their biz dev team has just absolutely been crushing it in terms of like onboarding, our, you know, real brands uh, onto their platform. Maddox having a, a great day today, incidentally, uh, trading at $1. forty-four, up about 8%, just broke through some, uh, some critical highs there. Uh, we've talked about uh, Magic, which is a NFT platform built on layer two Arbitrum. Uh, Magic is absolutely destroying <laughs> this year, uh, up 20% today. Uh, I was up twenty percent yesterday. Up, I don't know, you know probably up about two x on the year already now. There's an interesting infrastructure play, and then you have the marketplaces like LooksRare with the Looks token, and uh, X2Y2 has a token as well, which seems to have uh, less interest than these other things. But now we have uh, we have Blur, and it's natural to want some exposure to the space as a as an investor, right? And it's natural to want to buy exchange tokens in order to do that. But like, is the blur token, a good investment. And while I can't sit here and give you financial advice, I can kind of tell you how I'm thinking about it for myself right now. When we look at the blur token, there's a, there's, there's a few things to consider and thinking about whether or not to, to buy it. The, the, The first is the current valuation. And the project is already valued at about $3 billion this, I think, is a little steep. It puts it in line with uh, Looks rare in terms of evaluation multiple. So not a ton of headroom there. Uh, I think OpenSea raised at $13 billion, like a like a year, year or so ago um, back when the market was good. So on a evaluation standpoint, a little, little steep, I, I will say that I don't necessarily trade uh, crypto tokens on valuations because they they seem to not matter over shorter term horizons, right? So if you're sort of um, looking to play a hype cycle for a couple months or so, and this seems like a good thing to to gamble on with some money you can uh, afford to lose, I don't think the valuation should be all that relevant to you. But like if you are buying with a one or two or three year time horizon, then uh, I don't know, maybe you want to kind of uh, see how things Uh, play out a little bit um, before jumping in. Maybe you can get a better spot. This new year, you've got goals and Factor is here to help you achieve each and every one of them. Fuel up fast with ready to eat nutritious meals delivered straight to your door, leaving you time and energy to tackle everything on your to-do list. Achieve and maintain your 2023 goals with Factor. Get America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit and start saving time eating well and living your best year yet. No matter your lifestyle, Factor has delicious, flavor-packed meals to help you live it to the fullest with keto, calorie-smart, vegan and veggie, and protein-plus options on the menu each and every week. Factor is prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians. Each meal has all of the ingredients you need to feel satisfied all day long. With 34 chef-prepared, dietitian approved weekly options... There's always something new to try. Want to cut back on takeout? Get Factor instead. Not only is Factor cheaper than takeout, but meals are ready faster than restaurant delivery. Just two minutes to prepare. Head over to factormeals.com crypto50 and use code crypto50 to get 50% off your first box. That's code crypto50 at factormeals.com crypto50 to get 50% off your first box. The other thing to think about when thinking about the blur token is the, the tokenomics, the supply of the token. So if you're a, a newer crypto investor, one thing you have to be cognizant of is the concept of the float, right? So when you have a token, there's a certain amount of the token that is currently circulating and available for trade. Um, this may be the, the we, call, we call this the float. And then there's often an additional supply of the token that is not available to trade, that is locked up, but may be released into the market um, later. This is very common now because you'll see a token release, maybe like 5 or 10% of the supply is out there. And then the rest of the supply is reserved for investors. It's, it's airdropped to users. It's used for incentives for using the protocol. And so over time, more supply comes onto the market. And when more supply of a token comes onto the market you're going to be seeing like additional sell pressure. So that's something you want to be aware of as an investor. Right now, uh, even though Blur has like a fully diluted valuation, we say fully diluted valuation, we're talking about the valuation of all of the tokens, not just the tokens that are circulating. Fully diluted valuation of 3 billion, but there's only a few hundred million, I believe, of tokens actually circulating right now. And I I, I checked some of the uh, you know, the, the token release charts. And it looks like the supply of blur is set to increase by about three X, I think in the next year uh, alone. So as an investor, you have to think, okay, is there going to be enough activity on this platform? Is there going to be enough adoption? Um, Are there going to be enough fees generated as a result of that to justify um, buying when, so much sell pressure is going to happen is the growth of the platform going to like dramatically outpace the growth of the token supply i think the answer to that in the medium term is probably no if i were to guess we do see a pattern with these types of projects where they're released they're hyped there is a low float so price is able to trade up very very high very very quickly like one of the benefits of having only a fraction of your token supply trade is that when There's a lot of demand for it. There's not a lot of supply. And so the price goes up super, super, super rapidly. But this force kind of works in reverse when the market turns on you. Suddenly you want to sell and there are no buyers. (laughs) And then the price uh, collapses very, very quickly. And then this is exacerbated because as people are unlocking their new tokens, they're dumping them as fast as they can get them because they see price tanking and uh, this causes this kind of like reflexive doom loop um, where we go way, way, way down. Uh, people who bought into the hype cycle, they, they get like upset. They can't take it anymore. They capitulate. And then you typically see this these sort of like flat accumulation bottoms that happen for sometimes, sometimes six months, sometimes a year until that supply sort of worked its way out and we can kind of go back up again. So... For me personally, I am interested in playing this as a trade. If I can get a good entry, um, I would like to see some significant sell-off, maybe some base of support form, um, maybe take a trade here. Because I, I, I do think if the market stays hot, this is the kind of token that can really, really run on you. But I'm not looking to accumulate it for the long term right now. And that is both because, um, I mean, you know, you know some problems I see uh, with the token on you know, the and the in the supply in the medium term, but also that like I just am not sure how much more the crypto bull run has in general. Like I'm mostly interested in trading uh, the majors right now, which for me is basically just Ethereum. Probably 90% of my bags are in ETH and the other 10% are in some like smaller coins where I I, I don't really care if I lose them. Not ready to start accumulating long-term bags of really illiquid uh, shit coins yet. Um, so that's sort of my logic on that. I think the other thing you have to keep in mind is that people are valuing blur right now on the basis of, you know, activity that's happening on the platform. And there is a ton of activity and there are a lot of fees being generated. But the question you have to ask yourself is how much of this activity is real organic activity and how much of this activity is, is just stimulated as a result of like airdrop incentives. So we saw this in the past with looks rare. Um, The platform came out, the trading volume was astronomical. Everybody was like, Oh my God, this, this platform is going to, it's going to overtake OpenSea within like months. This is so crazy. It's going to the moon. Uh, Price started going nuts. Um, But what actually happened there was that looks rare was giving you free tokens for trading on looks rare. So of course people were trading on looks rare to get the free tokens. It was quite literally free money, but eventually a project can't keep giving out free tokens. The rewards stop. And when the rewards stopped on looks rare, the trading volume fell off a cliff and the token absolutely fell off a cliff. I mean, I, I think it went down, you know, at least 90% at, at one point, I, I don't have the chart up in front of me, but it was a bit of a bloodbath in a short period of time. You, you, you got kind of wrecked. So currently, Blur is still doing airdrops, right? So we just had the season one airdrop that finished up yesterday. Season two started today, and you are still going to get um, airdrops for using Blur. The airdrop is designed to mostly reward, I think, people who are bidding Um, and who are bidding close to the actual price of the NFTs. I don't know if Blur has released the exact details for season two uh, just yet. If you're interested in that, um, definitely go to uh, uh, Blur.io, Blur.io, hop in their Discord, ask some questions. You can kind of figure out maybe what's going on with that. But the point here is that people are using Blur because they're getting free tokens right now. So the activity we're seeing on Blur is Probably not sustainable. And if you're valuing the token off of activity that is happening when a project is incentivizing users to use it with free money, then that is not likely to be sustainable. So that's kind of why I'm medium term bearish on this. But I also respect as a trader that these short term narratives, the reflexivity can kind of like really go crazy. So I'm not opposed to taking these things as a, as a trade, but like, you know, keeping an open eye on what is, uh, what is actually uh, happening here. So yeah, not really recommending to people at the moment as a long-term investment. Um, if you are trying to make money off of blur, you might want to try just, uh, just, just farming it. You, if you've never farmed an airdrop before, it's a, it's a useful skill. To learn in crypto you do need a little basic knowledge you got to know how to use a, an ethereum wallet and uh and, and and you know connect to apps on chain and all that it's not incredibly difficult to to figure out and the great thing about crypto is you do have these discord communities where you can kind of hop in and ask anybody questions about uh <laughs> whatever you want and uh people are usually willing to help out i i i th- think you should note that with the the blur airdrop there there is some risk involved in farming this right like i think you have to bid on nfts in order to win you know free tokens but if you're bidding on nfts that means you might buy an nft and if you buy an nft that means you have exposure to that nfts price like if you are farming a bunch of airdrops and then you get stuck buying um you know 20 pudgy penguins well, at some point, you, you have to sell those pudgy penguins uh, unless you want to be exposed to the risk of pudgy penguins going down, right? So you could get in a situation where you're farming the airdrop, you're bidding, you win a bunch of NFTs, but then you end up losing money on the NFTs that's more than the amount of uh, tokens you've, you've farmed for the, for the airdrop. Um, it doesn't seem to have happened, really, to people so far. It seems like people have come out way, 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 way ahead uh, in farming this thing, but, you know... As as with all things in finance, uh, past past performance not indicative of, of of future results. So one more thing, just to to before we close out for the week, I want to just follow up on a story from last week's episode. We talked about Bitcoin NFTs, the release of the Ordinals project, and what that could do uh, to Bitcoin. To me, this is like a really big reminder of my core thesis that like the killer apps for crypto is basically stable coins and NFTs. And I think we're seeing that play out like with the blur airdrop right now, right? Like that's basically causing the shot in the arm to the whole NFT ecosystem. And it's giving a shot in the arm to basically all of crypto right now. But on Bitcoin, you know, there's been this kind of worry that nobody is using the Bitcoin network. And because nobody's using the Bitcoin network, we're not generating fees. And because we're not generating enough fees, how are we going to secure the network when mining rewards run out or when mining rewards just simply keep going down, you know, they go down by half every four years. So, you know, eight, 12, 16 years from now, it's not that far away. There are questions about the sustainability of the the Bitcoin network. Well, it seems like NFTs have come to the rescue for Bitcoin, at least in the short run. Uh, At any rate, I saw a uh, tweet from uh, masterful troll uh, Udi worthheimer uh who's you know worth a follow on twitter if you if you want to <laughs> if you want to laugh a little bit but he posted a chart of uh taproot adoption taproot the most recent kind of update to uh, bitcoin not getting any utilization at all it looks like it was kind of mutter- puttering here around like two or three percent for um you know basically all of 22 and then uh Within the last month, that number has shot up by about a factor of 10. We're at like 20% utilization right now. So uh, the Bitcoin network is being used. Uh, Fees are being generated. And it's all thanks to NFTs. So, (laughs) yeah, I I think as an investor, you want to keep NFTs kind of at the forefront of your mind as a thesis for crypto. Um, What projects are going to facilitate NFT adoption? Uh, I want to invest in those. I think there's probably a lot of diamonds in the rough still to be found over the next year or so um, before we, I think, have a sustainable bull market in 2024 or 2025. So uh, if you're looking to do do one of those 100Xs or 1,000Xs, I think NFTs are where you want to look. And, and, and I think that you really want to try to find some sort of project with a token that is kind of going to be, you know, basically the whatever Uniswap and synthetics and, and, and Aave were to DeFi in 2018 when they were basically these little micro projects that ended up doing 100x, 1000x gains. Those same projects probably exist somewhere right now uh, in the NFT space uh, or, or in the, you know, the gaming uh, space, which I consider to sort of be uh, uh, related. So yeah, you want some big gains? I would start looking there. Uh, happy gem hunting to you! I uh, hope you uh, hope you find that thousand X. Hope you uh, get wildly rich. Uh, but in the meantime, I will be back here with you next week for another episode. Have a great weekend, everybody. Seeking the truth never gets old.